Welcome to Do It With Dan, entrepreneurial philanthropist, public speaker and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mangana. Fabulous. Welcome to another episode of Do It With Dan. I'm here live. Live, y'all. Y'all don't even know what it is. We live right now. I'm here with the divine, the delectable, the lovely, the luscious, the lively, the yummy, the except I'm going to stop. Leah Newman, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm going to record that <laughs> intro and like use it for everything. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the show. Really excited. So uh, we've just done like a last minute, super duper, get it done thing. Because you're just amazed, balls. I'm like, how have you been in my life all this time and we haven't done this? I don't know. Also, as an excuse to hang out. So there we go. Um, for those of you who don't know who Leah is, I'm going <laughs> to read the thing. I don't normally do this, but I'm actually going to read the thing because you're going to meet, you're going to meet, you're going to meet Leah now and you're going to be like, oh my God. What? I didn't even know she was this cool. So Leah <laughs> is life transformation coach and founder of Unstuck Yourself. Her passion is helping her clients break through from survival mode so that they can thrive in every part of their life. She is the author of You Healthier Now, Small Steps to Big Changes in Your Health and Wellness and Unstuck Yourself. She served in the U.S. Air Force and was a professor of Spanish, French and Chinese at the Air Force Academy. Her love of personal transformation also led her to serve as a peak performance coach on the Tiny Robbins team. But her greatest accomplishment is living a life of joy and adventure. She now travels across the country in her RV, coaching inspiring clients around the world and squeezing the juice out of each and every day. Yes. Every day. That's what it's about. There was so there was stuff that I didn't even know about you. I don't really? know how I didn't know about some of the things. What didn't you know? I didn't know about the Chinese thing. Oh, really? Hmm. Yes, I started in the Air Force as a Chinese linguist. I, I didn't. I didn't know that. I need to know more about that part of the story. Okay. Um, I knew about the, a lot of the fabulousness, but I didn't know about the Chinese. That one. That one threw me. I have to say. Yeah. But how do you go from multilingual? Super duper linguo <laughs> person to RV, right? And we're going to put the link to your Facebook group because I was I was a bit thrown off by how many um, cucumbers and aubergines were. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was a bit like it's a great group though, isn't it? It it, it is, and I I, I we don't take we don't take the subject of sex so seriously. Like yeah. we can giggle about it and be. Mm-hmm. Um, we can be light about it and we can also come with challenges. We can also ask real questions. Mm-hmm. Like there's just no, I don't, there's not that many places you can go to ask real questions about sex. That, that was, that was, that was like, because when we met, so for those of you who haven't yet heard or seen any episodes, I don't know if I put it up yet with my mentor, Greg Reed. So Greg puts on an event, um, and that event is called Secret Knock. And that's where I met Leah. We, we just kind of bumped into You're each like other. You're the best thing that I got out of that event. <laughs> oh, thank you. I got to say, like our friendship, totally. Oh, thank you. That warms me. Yeah. 
It was yeah, really cool. just like, randomly just sort of hanging and kicking it. And it was really cool. I was like, I love this human. I want to have more of this human. And then it turned out like we've got like another two degrees of separation. Like one of your friends knows one of my friends. Yes. My friend Heather knows somebody. I don't know if you still do that podcast with her or yeah. whatever, but yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was really, really interesting. So it's like we were destined to be together in each other's life. And so yeah, I want to know how do we make this transition from like I'm in the Air Force, I wear my uniform. I'm not going to say any more about that. Um, yeah, my uniform. <laughs> and then um, I'm doing like the, I was about to say, I do my knee hows. Knee how. Knee how. Knee how them, yeah. Do I cheer? Yeah. So I've got my, you know, I've got my, got my stuffs, right? And then it's like, now let's talk about vibrators. Like the, the, the transition, it, it, I, I don't, help me. Yeah. Help me, please. Uh, um, so, gosh, there's so much in there and so much I sh- could share. And I know that we've got a limited amount of time. So, I'll <laughs> right? what I would say is that, you know, military service was awesome in its own way, right? It certainly was a pleasure and an honor to serve. Mm-hmm. And. Um, it was really challenging, super challenging at being a woman, let alone a strong woman, mm-hmm. let alone a rebellious woman. I don't know if, you know, I also at the, you know, while I was in the military, I was also a fitness competitor and did fitness and figured. Yeah. Oh yeah. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like a, a Renaissance goddess. It was all the controlly things is really what it is. Like when you, when I look back on it, it was all the controlly things. I was living in a lot of other people's should. Mm. And and I don't want anybody to hear this and think that I'm saying that anybody that competes in fitness and figure and bodybuilding competitions is living in somebody else's should. I'm not saying that. I'm you saying that you. for me in my life, mm-hmm. It was a controlly thing. Um, for me in my life, it was subjecting myself, like being in the military, was subjecting myself to other people's controlly things. Mm. And living in a whole lot of should, which in my world is never a healthy thing. Mm. Um, so, you know, when I joined the military, I already spoke French and Spanish mm-hmm. and I wanted to learn another language. And the Air Force has the Defense Language Institute, which is hands down the best language school in the world. And like that's your job is learning Chinese for a year and a half. So that's all you do, like deep dive immersion. Eight hours at school and four or five hours of homework every night. It was awesome. I would give my right arm to go back there. It was so amazing. Please keep your right arm. Um, I would like to keep my right arm, but, <laughs> but it was just such an amazing experience, like just deeply immersed, like all my instructors were, you know, were native speakers and um, just deeply immersed in the language and in the culture. It was, it was so good. Crazy. Yeah. So how do you go from that, all of that control, right, to this? Being like free spirited wonder child. Well, what I would tell you is that I was always that person. 
But somehow I found myself in an environment. Well, I do know how I was trying to please my stepdad. I was Mm -hmm. trying to to please people in my life. Right. And so Mm -hmm. military service was the answer to that. But I was Mm -hmm. always very free. And even in the military, you know, I was always the person that would like learn the rule and the regulation so I could put my toes right up against the line and be like, Actually, page five, paragraph three, long two. Does not <laughs> my middle finger in this instance. I can, so I can't. Yeah. I was that person, right? I and and so you can imagine that for 18 years while I was in, like there was a lot of res- like I was resisting a lot of things in my life mm. uh, because it wasn't aligned. So mm. the moment that I was in an opportunity to live aligned, I mean that that bubble popped immediately once i had orders in my hot little hand on april 15 2014 that i was going to retire i bought my rv on april 17th wow because i you know they kept on saying well where do you want us to send your furniture and your stuff because that's what they do when you retire Mm -hmm. i'm like i don't know I don't know because I've never lived anywhere that somebody else didn't tell me I had to live. I don't know. Literally, as you grew from a small human to an adult human, we're like, let's go for the Air Force. And then that was it for you until the bubble popped and you're like, fudge this, I'm out. I was like, yeah, deuces, I'm out. I got the RV. I got the RV because that was my opportunity to go explore all the places that I never seemed to have time to explore while I was in and um, and take my doggies. And, I don't know if you can see them back here. They're back here in the pile of stuff back here. <laughs> this is my goddess lounge. I have a mattress on the floor in my living room where I can just lounge and read books. <laughs> Fabulous. Um, Love it. As you can tell, I'm actually in an apartment right now in Boulder, Colorado. Um, because How are you hiding there for? Until I'm not. I love that. Um, they don't have any RV parks here, so I'm right. I had to rent an apartment. But it's awesome. So once I retired, mm-hmm. I bought the RV because I didn't know where I wanted to be. So I set out on a quest to figure out where is it that I want to be. Wow. And um, it was an amazing adventure. Seven years mm-hmm. that I lived in the RV. I don't... I'm not ready to say that I'm no longer in the RV yet, Um, even though I have an apartment. Um, How weird is that to have like... It's really freaking strange. I've had similar. So when... Yeah, you're a nomad too. Well, I'm less nomadic than I I was like super duper happy hobo for like two years. Then I came to Cabo. I was like, Oh, I like it here. But then I, I kind of lived in the hotel. So I was still living in the hotel when I met you. Now I have a place, but um, after a year being here, I've just given up the lease option because I'm not going to buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like back to where we're going to go. <laughs> what are we going to do? So it's, it's fun. It's, it's super fun and super exciting. And yeah. um, I've loved it a ton right now. This is the place I need to be. I just mm-hmm. know. And mm-hmm. so I was like, if that's what I need, I love me so much. I'm going to give it to myself. <laughs> give it to myself. Give it to myself. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. What we've got, so basically it was just rel- relinquishing some of this need to control things or the story. Yeah, that you have to- 
embrace my true nature. This is the thing. My mm-hmm. true nature has always been mm-hmm. the adventurer. Mm-hmm. My true nature has always been, it's so funny because I never saw myself this way, but it's always been like uber feminine. It's always been that. And yet mm-hmm. I denied it for 18 years. Mm-hmm. And so once I left the military, not only was I in the RV, but it was really this process of um, connecting with different people that would help me unlock my true nature, mm-hmm. take it out of the cage, set it free. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of that has to do with just living in choice. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm all about the choicey choice here. Yes. Number one on my on my my list of stuff that we love to, to get people get some choice. Right. Own it. Well, it's really just remembering that you're always at choice. Mm. Always. Sometimes we get into this dilemma type thinking, like it's black or it's white. I can't. Oh, no. What color is it going to be? I haven't decided yet. Uh. And that's nonsense. There's always a third option. It might not be an option you like. Mm-hmm. But there's always at least one other option. I think that's one of the things I found with people is definitely like, oh, no, like the choice. I don't know if I like it or I don't want to be responsible for it. Ah. Try it. You may love it. And if you don't, you get to make another choice to no longer do it. <laughs> da, da, da. So let's 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 talk about the, the path to the, the feminine, because I think in my experience of being on the outside with man parts, there's been, um, as an observer on the outside, there's been like this revolution, right? Yeah. Like yes. female entrepreneurs, like badass boss babe and the whole thing and blah, blah, blah. And um, I'm not a fan of like boss babe. Uh, I was going to ask you what your feelings were about that. Yeah. I just don't resonate with it. I don't think there's anything bad. Like, I, you know, there's, people, yeah, there's people that do that. And just that language just doesn't resonate for me. Um, mm-hmm. Like boss, bait, what was the other one? Um, anything with the word bitch in the title. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's just not me. I just, uh, I choose not to be into this phrasing. You're yeah. welcome for it. That's your choice. For me, it's a no. Mm. I'm like, mm. that doesn't feel good. Mm. Yeah. Not so yummy. But, there, but to your point, there is this rising, this this feminine rising kind of energy mm. that's happening well everywhere, but definitely mm. in the coaching industry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me personally, um, I personally believe that society went wrong when it moved from matriarchal to patriarchal? Well, I have a lot of commentary on that. We could personally all another call on that. I, I, I personally feel that the nurturing and fe- like matriarchal, I'm not saying whether you have to be a man or a woman, I'm just talking about that energetic signature. It's not about body parts. It's no, when I was about body parts, we're talking about that energy. Um, I think that that is important for a society because a society is an organism and an organism of any kind, whether it's a business or whether it's a a child or whether it's a country or a nation or a local government, to not have that nurturing energy is going to lead to the same sort of thing that you would experience when you see 
are experiencing. <laughs> when a Look human around, is around everybody, this is what you get. Like, <laughs> so when right the winnings alone run the world, this yeah. is what you get. This, this is, what you, is get. what you get. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean the willies physically. I'm talking about the willies energetically, yeah. right? Just the push instead of the holding, the nurturing. Oh, the there's, very, there's a ton of very masculine, patriarchal women out there. Mm-hmm. And that's okay if that's what they want to do. We're not saying that because you have certain <sighs> parts that you have to do things the same well, way. Can I speak as a woman for a minute? Well, you, you are a woman. So talk about <laughs> You know, the, this conversation around the patriarchy has been up lately. Yeah. A lot of conversations that I've been having. And it hurts a lot when it comes from a man. It stabs me to the core when it comes from a woman. Mm. It hurts worse. Mm. Just saying. Can I just send you some love right now? Yes, thank you. Mm. Mm. Yep. Thank you. Shower in it. Because um, there's a lot of stuff. But for me, as someone that's really into being intentional and owning responsibility, I found it very challenging personally to walk that line of honoring that there is there is some bastardy patriarchy stuff. Yeah. Almost the, how to say this without being a wanker. Just like, so, and if you're you anyway without being a victim because like, even in some of my programs I've kind of watched the whole oh we're women so we have to have it this way or you know it needs to be this or we weren't taught this and blah blah, blah. almost like boxing yourself back like stepping into power then boxing yourself back but because of this and we need that and we need to have a separate thing and I need to do this but then like it almost feels, I'm going to speak as a black man for a moment. It almost, like when I look at myself having that conversation, it's almost like the Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter conversation. Yeah. So it's like, totally. I'm finding it very interesting to watch myself observe this dynamic of the matriarch. Because personally, I think it's the, it's the, the yin and the yang. It is. And the feminine. Oh. And we look at the law of. Um, but we need conscious of both. Exactly. Rather than being in the shadow or even being in the the fear-based one of either. Yes. Um, we need both. Like, I'm very careful when I talk about the patriarchy and the matriarchy and all that jazz. Um, because I don't want anybody to think that either are bad mm-hmm. or, or wrong or shame mm-hmm. anybody. Mm. Um, really, I am a call for everybody. I don't care what your body parts are. I don't care what you call yourself or refer to yourself as, you know, mm-hmm. whatever pronouns you'd like to use or what I'm calling all of you into consciousness. Mm-hmm. And when, huh, when you come from that place, there's love, there's kindness. And can we talk about kindness for a second? You can be as Kind as you desire. Thank you. Kindness is first and foremost about being good to yourself, loving yourself, unconditional love for you, by you, first and foremost. Mm. And of those choices, what is also good for others? Mm. I always say, what I say, you know, screw the 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 thing about purpose. Just ask yourself, what feels good and does no harm. Where is my soul taking me? Where is my heart leading me that feels right in that place 
and does no harm to others. If you're asking yourself those two questions, then you're going to be good. Yes. And, and notice that neither of your questions or my version of kindness or what have you, none of it has to do with anything with your body parts. <laughs> Are you sure? It has to be with being a good human. And, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's just about being a good human. And mm. some of us have some tender spots. Mm-hmm. The masculine has a lot of tender spots right now, too. Mm. You know? But the thing about shaming, I've, I've found, again, a conversation that I've been very careful with where I do it, even with the Black Lives Matter, all, all Lives Matter. Yeah, very tender, super tender. Because gloves, yes. I actually, I've actually written a, a byline that we're pitching right now around my perspective on it personally, which I'm not going to go into today because it's outside of the scope, but just to say the whole thing of like the white shaming thing, mm-hmm. like people apologizing for the skin color that they were born with. But instead, and personally, again, in terms of the direction of energy, I find it might be more productive that regardless of what our skin color is, we come to consciousness yeah, and stop. just having conscious relationships with each other as humans and recognizing when we're looking at privilege of any kind, yeah. whether it's penis privilege or any other privilege, instead of shaming people for what we deem to be a privilege, we just say, well, let's just start not leveling the playing field from a place no. of Let's just be conscious. Consciousness. Yeah. Let's just come to this thing that up. from a place of consciousness. I'm going to deal with you for, as a human. Yeah. I'm going to deal with you on your merits. Now, if we're going to say that, well, you know, there's been an imbalance in the merits that people are allowed to have. Okay, well, let's start empowering people to make choices about what merits they want to step into and recognize that it's unlikely that this generation, I'm not saying impossible, it's unlikely that we're going to see the change that we want to see in this generation. I disagree. I disagree. Think we can have it in this generation? Honey, it's already started. Okay. Okay. It's already started. I mean, it's it's not going to be this like global, you know, everything's mm-hmm. changed, but it's already started because we're, we're at least talking about these things now. I'm with you. We're I'm not with you. acting like, we're not acting like it's not there, mm-hmm. which is what we've been doing for the better part, well, of 3000 years, but <laughs> <laughs> definitely the last hundred years, it's been really palpable, you know? Yeah, it's been palpable, but yeah, and, definitely. And we're not acting like it's not there anymore. Mm. And because of that, that awareness, that, that light shining is a big, big step. You're right. Yeah. Like it's really uncomfortable, but it's kind of like when you get a scratch, like a deep dig and it starts puffing and oozing and it's gross, but you know what? That's healing. Mm-hmm. It's healing. It's growth mm-hmm. at the beginning, but it's healing. And we're in the process of doing some really deep, 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 Healing. I'm gonna I'm gonna open up to that. Yeah. I'm gonna open up my stance and, and phrasing around that. Well, and then also notice that um if we want to not see the healing that's occurring, mm-hmm. how do I word this? If we want to not look at the healing that is occurring, then mm-hmm. what are we bringing in? Like mm-hmm. I'm not uber like law of attraction, woo woo. Like, well, I am very woo woo. But I, <laughs> I was gonna say, dude, you know, so right take that back. But like, <laughs> like I believe in the law of attraction, but I also believe in the law of action. They gotta, 
You got to be pal, right? Um, but if you talk about feelings first, manifestation second, mm-hmm. if you're not seeing the healing that's happening, how can we manifest more? Hmm. If you're not seeing it and feeling it, right, how can we bring in more? How can we call in more? Hmm. If we don't want to acknowledge even the small pieces that are already happening, the healing that's already begun. And it's probably going to get worse before it gets a lot better. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Totally agree with that. You know, but but we can't ignore that there is things that are and I'm speaking for many, like I'm making a broad brushstroke for a lot of things, mm-hmm. you know, healing between the masculine and feminine healing, you know, between the black lives matter and all lives matter folks that you mentioned before, like there's healing that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, is it as much as you and I would like? No, not even close. <laughs> not even close. But wait, where is more? But that's why, that's why you and I do what we do. Mm-hmm. Right, we're here to help and assist in the healing. Mm-hmm. Um, love it, love it. Every single person that we help every single day is mm-hmm. we're one step closer to the healing of, of all. Mm. I love it. That's the micro shift. I just got schooled. I want to I want to take a transition transition I want to take a transition I'd love to just follow this journey a little bit more so we've got rebellious looking to prove something kind of wants to have control over stuff joins air force hangs out there for 18 years learning Chinese and other really cool stuff sees oh there's a world out there I'd love to have a part of it and then um and then spins around and it's like, whoa. Freedom! Get freedom! And then jumps in the RV. I, was I hanging around. the cliche thing. Like, as I was driving away from the Air Force Base the first time, I chucked my hat out. This, out you, this did, you did not do that. I totally did it. It was great. It felt so good. As cheesy as that is, I, I, I give kudos to it. It felt so good. I give kudos to the cheesy. I do. Um, <laughs> there's still, there's still like some connective tissue that just sort of disappeared. So you're like, oh hell, I've always been feminine. I didn't see that there. Let me step into it more. Right. That was there. So talk to me a bit more about that journey, about coming into that feminine. Um, it started a lot with taking back my time. Um, yes. Okay. When you live in other people's should, look at your calendar and ask yourself how much of it is what you actually want to do and how much is other people telling you you should. I'm really blessed in that I I, I don't really do anything that I don't want to do. I know. Nor do I anymore. Nor do I anymore. But back in the day, I was just telling my friend um, this morning, like back in the day when I was in the military, mm-hmm. so I used fitness. Fitness was my way to somehow reconnect with some version of me. I loved being fitness Barbie for a day when I did. Mm-hmm. Did you say fitness Barbie? Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> the hair, the makeup, the shoes, the whole thing. You um, the jewelry. It was like the one day, about once a quarter, that I could be like 
full on uber feminine. And part of that. That's such a dichotomous juxtaposition. I know. It's so fun, right? Yeah. But it was, it was something that I was like holding on to, to like, to get to feel that. Mm-hmm, right. And so going to the gym every day and that sort of thing was my way of connecting with that. There's a whole lot more mess there, but we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll leave that way in the box for now. Um, you know, when I retired from the military and being in the RV, I didn't have a regular access to the gym. Mm-hmm. And at the time, shocker, we also mm-hmm. discovered that I had massive Hashimoto's thyroiditis, adrenal fatigue, like stage three adrenal fatigue. Do you know what stage four is? Death. Death in stage four adrenal fatigue. What the fudge? Yeah, it's like not good. And, you know, leaky gut and all the other jazz. And so wow. I was in this situation where I had to like halt all of that. And it was probably the best thing that ever happened. Hmm. Because all of my controlling ways, I was forced to stop. The next step was death. Wow. You know? I was forced to stop doing all these controlling things with my nutrition, with my mm-hmm. fitness and all that things that were throwing me, you know, into that adren- adrenaline and cortisol loop. Mm-hmm. I was forced to stop it. And when all of that started to quiet down, I was like, wow, I really like this resting thing. <laughs> <laughs> Rest is kind of cool. I like it. Kind of amazing. And wow, I actually like food with flavor in it. It's really cool. And I like forms of movement that don't necessarily have my part pounding through my chest. I actually enjoy like dancing and going for walks in nature. Like I never had time for that jazz because it wasn't going to get me to my fitness goals and my caloric deficit that I need. (laughs) (laughs) You sounded like such a Chad just then, by the way. I don't know what that means, but okay, cool. <laughs> probably how it was intended. Yeah, if it wasn't going to get me to this this goal that I needed, I needed to. Mm-hmm. And so when I stopped all of that and I reconnected with nature, with Gaia, Pachamama, oh my gosh, did she start speaking to me? Wow. That was huge. And I found um, a feminine movement practice called S Factor that revolutionized my life Hmm. it was movement not like five six seven eight not that kind but it was like oh there's music playing how does your body want to move Hmm. what what emotion arises in you when you hear that music and based on that emotion let the emotion move you Hmm. what do you mean emotions about emotions i don't got time for emotions (laughs) (laughs) like making space for that Mm -hmm. making space for that in the classroom like in the dance classroom yeah it started to weave its way everywhere else and Mm. now i'm very light to the tune of life yeah i feel the seasons I I'm not enjoying winter at this moment. I'm really fighting winter. I'm fighting. We just got a big dump of snow yesterday, and I'm like, good luck. I I ran away from. I I chased the sun for like three years. 
This is my first time in seven years being in snow. Yeah. Oh, so we're having a resistance, but you know what? I'm allowing that. Mm-hmm. I'm allowing it to move me. Mm-hmm. I'm allowing myself to feel it and be with it. <laughs> right. Whereas before I would have been like, screw this. I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm honoring the fact that being in Boulder is very rewarding, extremely fulfilling for me right now. And this, I know this is where I need to be snow or not. Like I'm, just, just with I'm, it, right? I'm in it. I'm in it for the first time in my life. I'm in it. I'm so happy with it too. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Did Let's that answer your question? About the- Very feminine response that went. Rah. Did that answer your question? <laughs> it, it did indeed. It did indeed. I don't want to just loop it. <laughs> I'll loop this into um, how then we transition into into the velvet group into the ah, velvet curtain yes where, where does the curtain where does the curtain get open like where do we get to the curtain <sighs> yeah so in the seven years since i retired from the air force um i like you i'm a personal development junkie yes i read all the books go to all the seminars get it in my mind. Things, I need it. those things before I used to love them. Like it was very fulfilling to me. And what I realized is like, I had been to all the things. (laughs) I did. I did all the things, man. And I still wasn't fulfilled. What's going on? There's still something missing. And how is that even freaking possible? Mm -hmm. And what, I landed upon what I discovered is um, the erotic blueprints. I went to an event finally with uh, called Path to Passion, which is actually happening this coming weekend virtually mm-hmm. with Jaya Ma. And I sat in there and went, oh, isn't that convenient? Sex is the one thing I never looked at. That was where everything was hiding in the yeah. nookie. In the Nookie all box. The, all the really deep, juicy healing mm-hmm. was there. Wow. And I actually worked with Jaya one-on-one for a year. Like, blew my world up in a very juicy way. Um, ended up getting certified in her modality. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just, it's been really powerful. Really powerful work. So how are you something we don't talk about, man? Yeah. And you know what's really funny? Yeah. And I'm probably gonna get into trouble for this, but I'm 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 rolling with the I don't care dice at the moment. Yeah. Is that do you know what the first thing that I thought when I landed in the group was like, oh my god, if Olga sees me in this group, I'm gonna be in so much trouble. Wow. That's literally the first thing that I thought. Mm. Not, oh my God, here's an opportunity to be in a space so I can get some stuff. Right. Oh my God, what is XYZ going to think? Right. Well, first, I want to say just go ahead and invite her. Because <laughs> they can come in and see what's going on in there. I have it as a private group so that actually people can't see that you're in that group unless they're in the group. So I just exposed myself by. You totally did. Maybe these are the gods of honesty calling me for. Oh, 
especially around sex. Hello, like, <laughs> wife. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, big fan of consent. Big fan of transparency. As I mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's funny that we do that. Mm-hmm. And um, releasing the shame around even talking about sex has been a huge piece of my growth in my healing. Wow. So we had all of the things, we had done all of the things on the things list and the other lists on the other thing boxes was all done. And then you were like, blueprint, what the fudge? I didn't even know this existed. Like, I I didn't know this. And then you went on that journey. Yeah. I had a not great sex life. Mm. Um, I was never fulfilled. I didn't enjoy sex and I didn't know why. Mm. Everybody else talks about it in a way that they're like, it's mind blowing and ah. And you're like, oh, it's exercise and it doesn't meet my calorie deficit goals. (laughs) I was like, man, like Mm. it's a great way to connect with somebody that I care about deeply, but that's about all it was for me. Mm. Um, it wasn't something that I enjoyed. And what I found out was um, I'm something known as a shapeshifter, which is I'm all the blueprints. Wow. Need them fulfilled in order to feel sexually satisfied. But what one of the shadows of the of that particular blueprint is because I'm fluent in all of those languages, when my partner is only one of them, I'll just speak their language to them. But then you you lose out on your bones getting met. Yes. But this is one of the things that I loved because I, I bumped into the blueprint stuff. I want to say three years ago, mm-hmm. I was listening to a T-Rob podcast where I was on there. I was like, this is fascinating. And I did the test. I was like, oh, this is fascinating. And I was like, oh, my God, this is actually I didn't even know that. And since then, as I've done other work around understanding my energetic gifts and because I, I, I've actually been doing a lot of work on honing my ability to read energy. Oh, obviously, I've got a natural aptitude for that because I'm heavily, heavily energetic Mm -hmm. and even when i've looked at the past in terms of relationships with people that were more just get your pants off and let's get it on and i was like yeah that's not really me and even when i look at like my peers who were like running around on the weekend and just sleeping with random people and i was like but i want to feel connection and (laughs) i don't really like just the random thing it doesn't really resonate with me and it's like oh okay and then it's like oh definitely i get myself Mm -hmm. right but what's, what's beautiful is that um, they apply outside the bedroom too. Exactly. You start to understand, you just, it, it's, um, so the erratic blueprints for those that aren't familiar with it, um, I imagine your crowd is actually familiar with the five love languages. Right? Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm heavy on that. It's one of the archetypes that we use very, very heavily. Right. And, and so this is like your love language except for how you come to pleasure passion intimacy mm-hmm. right it, and it's a way all of these you know all of these structures or constructs are all just ways to put words to, to how we interact with the world around us mm. right and this is how you come to pleasure passion and intimacy mm. and once you understand it you're like oh my god Definitely. Oh my God. I see why that relationship with that person didn't work. And I see what I could have done differently in that relationship to make it work even better. 
Mm-hmm. And, and the thing I love about it is it's not just relationship. It's, oh my God, I see why I didn't, I couldn't give myself fully to that part of my life. Right. I see why I wasn't being met with that one. Oh, I see why that. And I see why I love this hobby so much because it just shows that how we engage at right. a charged energetic level with people, places and things. Right. But next step, after you understand what the blueprints are, right? Next step is learning how to use your knowledge of this to create life, Mm. right? So um, for example, I use my blueprint when it comes to like my time management and how I create my schedule. I use, uh uh-huh. You have to school me on that, Mamacita. Oh yeah. Ah. Um, I use understanding of my blueprint to how, how I prepare to go out and people as an example. Um, maybe you can understand this, uh, being that you're as energetic as I am, I think. Um, and I also, I would guess you're actually an introvert. I'm an INTJ. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You and I are very alike. People think that we're extroverts. No, we have just developed and cultivated the extroverting skill. Mm -hmm. The true definition of an introvert is somebody that recharges alone. Yeah. Right? That we go internal for our recharging Mm -hmm. versus needing to connect with others for the recharging. Mm -hmm. Um, We are the folks that are doing just fine with COVID. Yeah. Not with the death and destruction. And no, not that part. But like the paradigms that have arisen with being home more, yeah. peopling in small groups. Yeah. We're doing great. Yeah, I've just been like, yeah, sorry, COVID, you know, stay, stay indoors. But um, even even now, you know, now that things are starting to relax a little bit and that we can go out in, in yeah, small numbers and things like that, there's certain things that, in alignment with my with my blueprint, there's certain things that I can do to prepare mm-hmm. that allow me to engage with people of other blueprints mm. that allow me to engage well with them. Mm. Yeah, it's so it's just yummy. It's powerful. It's and then powerful. I take it in the bedroom. You know, I was I was sharing with a girlfriend today. Um, you know, I'm leading in my shapeshifteriness, leading is energetic and sensual. Sensual is, you know, about all the furry blankets that you see behind me. Mm-hmm. It's about things being beautiful. And like, mm-hmm. for me, it's, it's mainly about coziness. Mm. Like, Oh, that just yummy, yummy. I just bought this scarf. You guys see it. This is a great example of my sensual. It is the softest. Oh my God. <laughs> You look so happy. Your oh, eyes just in a happy place. It's just, so yummy. And so when I people and I'm wearing something like this, mm-hmm. it's just oh so very honoring of me. But what I was saying is like in relationship, for example, let's say I'm with a partner that is of a sexual blueprint. Like they're those folks that you were saying that's like, get your pants off, let's go. Mm-hmm. Right? They're all about getting to the orgasm. They're very excited mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. Well, my energetic and my sensual... While I have access to that, take your pants off, let's go. My energetic and my sensual need more time. Mm-hmm. And so when in relationship, I'm going to make sure that my day is filled uh, with things that fill me and light me up and, and feed my energetic and my sensual. Because then 
I don't necessarily need a whole hour and a half of foreplay that my sexual partner might not be interested in because they just want to get to it. I might need, you know, 10, 15 to connect and drop in and then bam, we're off to the races. You front load your day. Uh Uh-huh. That is literally just changing the game for me. I'm because I'm like, because it, it's it shifted a little bit now, but I was like 45, 45, and then a little bit. So I was like 45 sensual. I think I've sent you my, did I send you my recent, most recent ones? I think you I did. Sent I just don't divulge people's. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was like 45, 45, like this is what we are. And the other things have time on a Tuesday. It's like. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah, the other things are the random things that pop up. But you know what else is cool with the blueprints is um, there's ways for you to lean into your other blueprints and learn how to expand them. Hmm. And if you have a partner with a different blueprint, what would it do for you to expand into their blueprints mm-hmm. so that you become more fluent in their language? But it feels good in your body at the same time. Amazing. Yeah. And- they, uh, is Jai going to be t- talking about that on the weekend? Yes. We should actually talk about that. So basically, everyone, you need to know this. <laughs> you really just, you've met, you've met. I'm just so loving this. And I'm just going yeah, to. I could just see you just like, you've been really lost in the, lost in the um, You've met Leah now. I'm so glad to introduce her to you all. Um, also, I'm going to invite you all to connect up with um connect up with Leah. She's just dope. She does like these really cool live streams. She's got a book club. I don't always get to be in the book club because I'm not really that much of a consumer, but she's always got really cool books going on in the book club. She's just dope and amazing and wonderful and, and yummy. And there's more to her than we even learned about today. So you definitely want to connect with her. So how, where's the best place for people to connect with you, by the way? I would just say find me on Facebook. Um, well, we'll, yeah, put, we'll put links. I'll get Duncan. Yeah. Just find me on Facebook. Um, you can look up. I have a free group called Unstuck Yourself. That's a really easy place to to start your journey. <laughs> Just get on. Right? There's only one Unstuck Yourself. So brilliant. Yeah, you can join that, um, and then you get access to the book club. And mm-hmm. behind the velvet curtain is my group where we talk about sexy, sexy stuff. And I did that because I realized not everybody's ready for this subject. Yeah, and track so yourself so that you can right get back in. But I wanted a, a place where people can can speak about it freely and know that everybody is a yes to that conversation. Mm. Again, transparency consent makes me really happy. And so <laughs> people joining behind the velvet curtain already know what the subject matter is. They're already a yes to that conversation. So you can come there with questions. You can interact with other people. You can giggle, you know, you can mm-hmm. giggle about sex things. And, um, you know, this weekend we're going to be um, everybody that I've invited, they're all going to be in there. I'm going to have discussion questions. Um, I'm having a pre-event workshop, I think Wednesday night, just to make sure that everybody has what they need to you know, mm-hmm. get prepared for the event. I'll have a post-event thing in there. And of course, I'm going to do prizes and bonuses because <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> Love it. This has been delicious and delightful and de- 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 delicious and delightful and De lovely. You can quote delight. Go de- ahead. Delight. Do it. Anyway, 
It's been great. <laughs> Definitely, I think we need to have another chit chat because I feel like there's more to. I'd love to. More to pull from so you. Fun. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, really appreciate you guys um, hopping on. Um, I know that this was an impromptu sort of live, but when you're here in the group, we just sort of, you just never know. I might just. We do. Yeah. Something live. Is what we do. <laughs> we do it with, yeah, that's what we do in this group. Yeah, this is what we do. We do it, Dad. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. Really appreciate you. Um, thanks for sharing your story, sharing your light, and just being who you are. It's just amazing. Love you loads. Thanks, honey. Okay. Till next time, guys. Remember, you can consciously choose a more abundant, joyful, sexy purpose within life and to keep dreaming with your eyes open. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Doing With Dan with your host, Daniel McGenna. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit dmpotv.com. We'll catch you on the next episode of Do It With Dan. Dan.